the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Out of turn. Oh, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hello. Hey. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> anyway, live <laughs> from a chess tournament sponsored by the United Nations. Woo. It's the Worldview Media Podcast. Yay! Welcoming back after a long hiatus, Mama Joyce into hey. the studio. I'm back. I couldn't just... I had to say hello. <laughs> you couldn't contain yourself. My word. I couldn't contain myself. Contain yourself, woman. <laughs> I can't be contained yet. <laughs> All right, and we also have middle daughter Jordan with us today. Hello. Hello, I am Hello. your co-host, Gordon Runyon, and this is the Worldview Media Podcast, where we try to discern messages and morals and worldviews being preached by popular media. Mm-hmm. This week we're stretching the definition of popular. <laughs> uh. Uh, somebody who shall remain nameless recommended that we watch a movie from Netflix called Queen of Katwe. Katwe. Well, not from Netflix. On Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's from it's Disney. Disney. It's actually Disney, Disney in cooperation with ESPN. ESPN <laughs> Films. <laughs> An unlikely production team there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why it's I'm not, not so popular. I'm not sure it was terribly <laughs> popular. Uh-huh. Okay, so in this movie, we meet up with a young girl named Fiona who lives in Katwe, which is a slum area in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And she happens across a... Uh, uh, what would you call it? It's a... It's like an after-school type program. Well, not even after-school because most of these kids are not going to school. It's like an outreach Yeah, okay. It's kind of a blandish sort of outreach ministry. It's called sports outreach ministry or something. Yes, something something like that. Okay, so in the sports outreach ministry, they do things like teach kids to play soccer and stuff. To and, keep them off the streets yeah, and give they, them a they place feed to them. eat food. And you get a cup of warm porridge whenever you go. And I'm curious if anybody's ever had porridge. Well, isn't porridge just oatmeal? Isn't that the same thing? That's what the British people call oatmeal. Oh, really? Yeah. But they were drinking it out of a cup. Well, you could... You could do that with oatmeal. If you, <laughs> it does flow. I mean, oatmeal isn't well, solid. You could flow. sip it I out mean, of a it, cup. It doesn't have to have the consistency of paste. Yeah, you could. I mean, you can change up the consistency. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think it's oatmeal. Well, I know that that's because I don't think that's a green that they have there. So I'm thinking it's a corn-based product because they have the well the corn. Is I it mean, like maybe, whiskey where you can use different grains to make? Uh, maybe so. Maybe it could you be can like have a oat porridge and. Corn I, I don't know. 
I, I feel like I heard a while back that, that that's just what they call oatmeal over on the other oh, side. Okay. So it may be like a similar thing, but with well. like a different grain if there's, you know, a different grain. And how many oatmeal fans do we have in here right now? I like oatmeal. It. I do it. All right. You? No. I mean, I'll eat it if I'm... Starving? If starvation <laughs> is the other option, I'll have oatmeal. I think it's always nice on a winter day to start the day with some oatmeal. Uh, oh. With some yeah, brown sugar. Yeah, you can't have bacon and eggs and oh. stuff. See, even with bacon and eggs, I think I'd, I'd want... Bacon and oatmeal. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. With wow. the maple, the maple with little bacon crispy bits on it. Oh, no, you're getting gross. <laughs> We're way off track. <laughs> but now, now. As far as we know, this oatmeal was just plain. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. It's but they seem thankful to get it. So, anyway, some of the kids can't do soccer, and instead they're taught chess. And Mm -hmm. the leader of the ministry that's dealing with them is a chess guy and is apparently really good. And so right. he's teaching these kids how to play chess. Now the issue is that Fiona becomes something of a phenom. Yeah, it yeah. turns out she's naturally great at strategy and yeah, right. thinking moves through. And yeah. on top of that, she works very hard <laughs> at it. Yeah. In fact, she learns to read just so that she can read more about chess yeah. strategy books. Yeah. Okay, and well, and she plays these games in her head when she's just having to sit there waiting <laughs> right. to go and sell some corn or something for her family. You know, she's playing games in her head. Yeah, I think that's so. I think right. that provides her a little bit of a release from what her yeah. her reality is. Well, she is so good that. The ministry springs to send her to some competitions, yeah. first in Uganda and then some international competitions in Africa, yeah. and then and finally then all the way in to some kind of like a world competition. Yeah, yeah, in, uh, in Russia. Right, Russia. and so uh, the happy ending of the story is that her life story is eventually made into a book. Yeah. And... And she's and, able to get a house for her family with right, those Right, it's very popular. And, yeah. and, and and then there's a deal where I guess if you become an official chess master, you're actually paid to do nothing but play chess. Right, yeah. You get a, a stipend to go to all these yeah, different tournaments right, and stuff. Right. Okay, now there's more to it than that. There's some, some subplots and stuff that we may get into, but let's just talk about overall what were your thoughts let me do it this way. Was there, <laughs> what was good about it? Was there anything you liked about it? I feel like there was some pretty good acting. You know, I, I was believing most of the characters and stuff. Like yeah. it felt really well acted, and uh, so that was nice. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Mom? There was a real stark contrast from what Americans see as poverty. Oh, yeah. And I think to see poverty put in the light that it was in this movie, that they live in homes with no roofs, that there are no windows, that floodwaters can come in and take away everything that you have. Right. That, uh, you know, there's Dirt no traffic laws. Yeah. yeah, you're just, just the, the level of poverty that there was um, is... 
I think shocking because we have a lot of people in our country that would say they live in poverty and yet it's nowhere close to what this family right. considered normal. That was their life. That's how things went. Yeah. And I think especially for the mom, that wasn't her life originally. Her husband died and then she was plunged yeah, into poverty. You know, she yeah. was suddenly drastically in a different place and did everything she could to take care of her kids. And you like that aspect of just the just, portrayal. I the reality. Think, yeah, the reality of that. It, it, I don't and it probably wasn't as real as it could have been. Mm -hmm. But uh it it really did put a a spin on you know what their life was and why you know these kids didn't go to school they watched other kids go to school yeah they had to help work with whatever they could to make sure that they had money for rent money to get food to sell food you know they did not have a what we would consider a normal childhood yeah yeah well I think I liked visually I thought the movie was really well done mm. from a production standpoint. Right. I thought all the sets and all the scenes looked very African to me. Yeah. Even I would say when so. even when the poor kids got to go to a, a more affluent setting. Yeah. It still felt like Africa. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Yeah, I know what you mean. And and I thought the costumes were really well done. And oh yeah, there were some really nice costumes, I thought. Yeah, so I felt like the production value, I guess, is on mm. my mind, is was really high quality, I yeah. felt like. Well, it's Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they didn't have a budget or anything. <laughs> they did pretty well. And I, I did think that overall message-wise, I appreciated it. Sure. And we'll get into that in just a second here, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I need to ask: Was there what did you not like about this movie? Uh, it was kind of slow, and it felt like it was really long for what the story I ended up right. being. You know, I feel like you could have gotten the same story out a lot quicker if you'd been a little <laughs> more, if they'd been a little more economical with how they used scenes and 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 how they developed things and moved stuff along, you know. Right. It just felt really pretty slow a lot of the time to Yeah, me. in fact, I think we all came to a point, it was toward the end of the movie, where we were wondering, man, how long is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think another issue was just the accents. Oh, yeah, the really thick Ugandan accents that are sometimes... Oh, it was kind of hard. And then they would actually speak in their language, and then we'd see the subtitles, and so... You know, there was, I think that was something that was a little bit hard every now and then was yeah. to, what'd they say? What was that? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I think, now I don't know the story, I haven't read the book, so I haven't done any extra research, um, that the ministry actually played a bigger part in the real story than what it looks like it does in the movie. I mean, it's just Yeah, kind of let's talk about that. We'll save that. So we'll I didn't I didn't think that was maybe as fully developed. So that was yeah. something that it didn't make quite as much sense to me yeah. in the movie. Well, I felt like just from a storytelling standpoint, Jordan kind of hit on it. I felt like if it had been purely fictional, you could have told the same story with an economy that just wasn't in this mm -hmm. and 
and maybe it's because they were being too faithful to the actual real story so they wound up uh, maybe telling things that didn't really advance the plot very far and sure. stuff like that just for the sake of telling the actual story mm-hmm. and okay yeah that's good tell the real story if that's what you're setting out to do but yeah. you do have to kind of still have a story yeah uh, there were issues storytelling-wise with Fiona's sister, Knight. Yeah. Who kind of gets sucked into a... Was she a prostitute? Is that what she wound up doing? She's probably a lady of the evening. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had fancy dresses. Fancy yeah. garb. I don't, think that, I don't think she knew that's what she was getting into, but I think it's clear that that's what it wound up being. So... This girl winds up having a baby, and we don't see her very much in the story after that. Yeah. And then suddenly she's there when they have the new house, and they're all going to live happily ever after. And here's the sister again with the new baby. And, and then we get the point where they they write up on the screen what happened right. to all these characters. Right, to all the real-life people. <clears throat> right, and it, and it talks about this girl, Knight, talks about her having four more kids. Yeah. <clears throat> And apparently out of wedlock, and, and and so the Fiona's mom is now taking care of these five grandkids mm-hmm. that are living in the house with them. Yeah. And uh, I was just thinking, that story just kind of hung there. There was no real explanation. There was certainly no resolution. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so just from a storytelling standpoint, I thought that was not great. All right. Well, I don't think... Did they really say what Fiona went on to do? or? Well, just that she... Was still pursuing chess. Chess, yeah. Just doing chess advancing stuff. Advancing through the ranks. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Winning tournaments. Yeah. She's still pretty young, right? This. Yeah, I think so, because that... The movie came out in 2016, and I think it was documenting stuff from, from 2015. 20... Well... 13. 13 and 11 and... Yeah, yeah. so Fiona's still pretty young. Yeah. Well, anything else? Things you... I just whistled, breathing <laughs> in. You're like a witch. <laughs> uh, trying to get it recorded. It's gone now. Wow. Living in dry New Mexico. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Inhaling, I just whistled inside my throat. That's a pretty... That's a pretty amazing thing. That's not the norm. <laughs> no. But you never know what you're going to get on Worldview <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, there you go. Marvels of human anatomy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just never stops here. Never stops. <laughs> Bonus. All right. <laughs> then you almost do it again. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. It never stops. <laughs> I think we should take our break, collect ourselves, okay. and come back. Whistling. <laughs> there will be no whistling later. No intentional whistling. All right, see ya. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, 
then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And welcome back. I've been playing my throat like a harmonica while... (laughs) A harmonica. Oh, no. Well, here we are. (laughs) Worldview Media Podcast. We're talking about the Queen of Cotway. What did I say? (laughs) I think... I think you hit your D a little strange, and it sounded more like a T, like Worldview Media Podcast. Oh, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe we should start over? <laughs> no, no, we're going to just... <laughs> what? Forge ahead. Come on. Forge ahead. There are no extra takes. <sighs> when did this that become live. the rule? This is live. Uh. <sighs> All right. Worldview Media Podcast. (laughs) That was intentional. What are we talking about? Queen of Cotway. Yes. And in this segment, we want to talk about more worldview issues. What are the kind of main messages? Was Mm -hmm. there a moral to the story? Were you impressed at, uh, at moral crisis and how they were handled or anything like that? Anybody got anything... Well, one thing that stood out to me was uh, that coach guy, when he was looking to get that job, that engineering job, and so he finally got offered that job with these engineering people and stuff, and he ended up. Now this is a guy who's being paid very little to work for the ministry. Yeah, to to do this sports thing. To coach the chess. Uh huh. And he's got a chance to get a job that pays a great deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got like a wife, and does he and a little a little baby. Well, and and so he turns down this uh, this engineering job because he feels like he needs to be in the in the ministry doing his chess thing like he's been doing, and and he tells his wife about it, and and he apologizes and says, "Look, I'm sorry, I couldn't take this job and stuff." And I really thought it was cool what she said. How she was like, "What are you doing? Why are you apologizing for doing the thing that you know is the right thing to do?" Like, oh, yeah. and and that was cool to me. I thought because it's like. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing cuz you you good have answer. to you have yeah. to know you know what's ultimately going to be important and where you're supposed to be and you know how how to best use what you've been given to like help other people and and yeah. to do and to fulfill like real meaningful purposes and stuff and so I thought that was cool. And good job by her yeah. to recognize that this is what God's doing with my husband. Yeah. Yeah, good job by her. I thought that whole scene was really nice. I was like, oh, cool. That's good. Because he was trepidatious about, oh, she's not going to like it. Yeah, I yeah. just turn this down. When it could have been better for us. And, and he <laughs> right. feels like he de- it's like she deserves so much more than he's able to give right. her right now and stuff. And and that she was 
you know, able to recognize, look, that stuff isn't important. It's this stuff that you're doing here, these kids and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that was cool. So there's an element of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. and then of shared sacrifice, yeah. which was really neat to see. Now, there was an issue that Mom kind of touched on, and I think we've all had this idea that, okay, so here's this coach guy, and he's feeding the kids, and he's trying to teach them something. Mm -hmm. And the sign on the wall says, like, sports outreach ministry. Right. And I feel like we all think that that was obviously some kind of Christian ministry. Yeah. I think that was pretty clear. And I Right. And they did... They did show people praying mm-hmm. quite a bit here and there, and some mentions of God here and there. But it, I think we all kind of had the idea that maybe the maybe that's a place where telling the true story wound up editing some stuff out and, yeah. and purposely kind of getting rid of what was probably a Christian yeah. emphasis. Yeah, I can't say that for sure, but I got the same feeling y'all did that that there was probably more of a story to tell there Yeah. that, that they decided not to. I think that's probably true. Because if it's, if, if it's the kind of ministry that we all kind of suspect that it is, yeah. like, he's probably doing more than just teaching them chess, you know, right. when he's got all these kids around and sure. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but we don't see any of that stuff. Yeah, that was conspicuous by its absence, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mom, did you notice anything else? Morals, meanings. I think the way the mom handled stuff with her kids, you know, she wasn't sure what this organization was to begin with, and, you know, she went in, barrels loaded, (laughs) you know, what are you doing with my kids, what's going on in here? And then even though it was hard for her to, to say, okay, this is going to provide my kids opportunities that I can't. Yeah. And I can't go and be there with them, but I need to let them do this. That that really was another kind of self-sacrificing thing that right. I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to let you go to school. I'm going to let you go on trips right. around the country and across the world. And and she did that, and I don't think it was ever thinking, okay, now Fiona's going to get this really good <laughs> position and it's right. going to change our lives. Right. She just did that because she wanted to see something better for her kids, more yeah. than she could give them. Right, right. Yeah, I think that was definitely self-sacrifice because mm-hmm. the whole reason they're impoverished, they're impoverished is because she's a widow. Mm-hmm. She's already lost her husband. Her oldest daughter has gone crazy. And, is and she lost another child. Yeah, besides. they had some other kid that... that yeah. yeah. And now she's voluntarily loosening her grip on her to her daughter and son yeah and gonna let them what traipse around the world <laughs> with these people, <laughs> with people she doesn't know yeah. right yeah. and then at the end she winds up like selling one of the only items of value she had to right to help buy pay for paraffin wax so that Fiona could stay up at night reading by candlelight right and so there was a lot of there was self-sacrifice there. Yeah. I thought the way that was portrayed was kind of funny, though, because, like Mom says, that she initially, as she's as she's uh, meeting up with all these new things and right. people asking her permission to take her kids to this or that, 
she never greets that really well. You know? <laughs> no. Right. In fact, she's kind of fierce about it. That, yeah. No, no way. And then the next scene are the kids flying away to wherever they were going to uh, go. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think that part of the story was necessarily told very well. Because mm. you have a scene where she's adamant and, no, leave my children alone. And the next scene, the children are on the plane flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I did think that she uh, retained a lot of dignity even in her in the poverty and stuff. I felt like she kept herself very uh, well as dignified as she could as she could as she could. Because there were people that wanted her to say, "Look, look at your situation. There are things that you can do that will help you." And yeah. she just said, I cannot do those things. <laughs> right. You know, if right. it was cozying up to somebody who said, I'll give you a lot of money for whatever, you know. Uh, right. Or marrying the wrong guy or right. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so even in the midst of her poverty, her own uh, moral compass really allowed her to retain what you call dignity. Uh, yeah. I, I might say more a sense of honor. She was an honorable woman and, right. uh, and a good mom as best she could be. Right. Yeah, so she was a good character. And the moral crisis that I saw was with Fiona herself when she felt like success was right in her grasp. And she goes to the big, big tournament where she can earn this lifelong stipend or whatever. Yeah. To become a master. To become a chess master, and she loses, and the thing, the opportunity is gone because she's lost. <clears throat> and now she's confronted with kind of a choice to be in despair and to feel like, well, now my life is always going to be this other thing that I've been trying so hard to escape from. And, right. And how will I deal with this and, and the whole challenge about do I keep pressing on how can I press on I don't see a I don't see a safe space to go to and stuff like that and and having the coach there to continue to spur her forward was Mm -hmm. was uh, a good thing and but that was a moral crisis and I would have almost liked to seen that be explored more and what exactly was it that pulled her out of that you know Mm -hmm. Uh, well, and I think she experienced that earlier in the movie because what she knew was all that she knew, and chess really exposed her to different things. So she started, you know, they went to this other upscale part of right. Uganda and nice schools and nice dresses and Lots obviously of out yeah. of place. Right. And, uh, you know, that was way different than any right. of them had. I thought it was a nice to. touch, the scene where they had nice beds set out for yeah, all the kids right. and all the kids from Cotway they'd never Had slept a on a bed yeah. and when the coach goes in to say goodnight to them they're all huddled up against each other on the floor because yeah. that's, how, that's how they sleep that's how they slept is just yeah. huddled together on the floor and right uh, that was kind of that was a very poignant scene I thought yeah, yeah that's exactly what I would call that just what mom said is a way of illustrating, you know, you think you know what poverty is. <laughs> yeah. These kids know what poverty is. Mm-hmm. And then you see um, Fiona when she comes back and the lady's doing her hair and she's like, 
I'm here, but I've been there, and I don't feel right here, and I don't feel right there, so where do I belong? What's my place? Yeah. Uh, how do I... How does this work for me? So I think she came to a... I think what you were saying when she lost that one match, that's really where it came to... You know, it kind of blew up. Where do I belong? I don't belong here. If I belonged here, I'd win. And um, the truth is that you rarely have that kind of success that she did have. Right. You know, it's more often a learning by doing. Okay, I didn't do so well this time. I'm going to work out a little bit harder and get a little right. bit better. And so, um, and I think sometimes that's really hard when things just come so easily to you that suddenly it's not so easy and then... Yeah, and then yeah. what do you do? Yeah. I cannot explain it in a concise way. But one time, just on a whim, I kind of did a biblical word study, specifically in the book of Proverbs, on the concept of diligence. Mm. And I was, I was specifically fascinated by the what I saw as the connection between diligence and what we would call heroism and uh, courage. Huh. And I'm convinced the two are connected, and yeah. we don't tend to think of it that way. But, but there's something to be said about doing the things that you know are right day after day after day just because you know that they're the right things to do. Right. And that's diligence. But there's something about that that leads to godly courage. And I'm not smart enough to be able to explain what the connection is, but I think courage grows out of the seedbed that you lay down by being diligent in whatever it is that God has called you to. Hmm. Uh, maybe I did just explain it. Well, <laughs> anyway, somebody smarter than me can take that and run with it. But I'm convinced that diligence and courage are connected. And what the coach was trying to show Fiona, and I think what she was learning without realizing it, is that uh, was that virtue of diligence. Right. That generally, even when God blesses you with great things, it normally comes by a path that has been laid down by diligent work. It rarely is like Star Trek transporter and, <laughs> and God beams a blessing here and there. Right. He can do that. But uh, a lot of the times the blessings that we consider to be important, like uh, prosperity and peace and health and all of that, there's some diligence behind that. And right. So, and I think that's a very Protestant way of thinking about things. Prosperity doesn't get beamed into your life. Yeah. Prosperity comes by diligent hard work day after day. Sure. And I, I feel like that's one of the underlying messages of the movie. Well, that's perseverance. I mean, right. Perseverance, yeah, definitely. Perseverance. And that so. thing about not tipping your king over too soon. Yeah. How you gotta, just because it looks like... It looks hopeless, yeah. but don't yeah. don't concede yeah. too early. Don't walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how they communicated that. And, and then the other scene where he sets up the board in a way and says, see, the king is trapped, or is he? Take, yeah. take a moment to think about, is there a safe space where the king can move? And, right. Uh, so that's another thing that I found uh, fascinating and, and I've actually thought of before was using chess as an analogy for both life in general, but also really for spiritual warfare. 
we won't mm. get into that here, but <laughs> there's good analogies there, you know, and, and the movie did make use of some of that right. for sure. Uh, also, in, in you hear it a lot in sports, but you hear it a lot in like mixed martial arts, the idea that uh, hard work beats talent if talent refuses to work hard. Oh. And so that's just the thing. You can see fighters out there who are obviously more athletically gifted. Right. And and some little guy that isn't built very well and doesn't <laughs> look like a fighter or an athlete, he whoops up on him because he's been working harder than the other guy has. Right, he's, he's putting diligent. more into... Right, he's been diligent training. in his yeah. work. That's right. Yeah. And... Uh, and so I appreciate that lesson. I think it's, I think it's a lost lesson in our day. It's maybe not the most important lesson that there is to teach, but it's a, it's still a lesson that needs to be taught. And I think as American Christians, we've nearly lost that lesson. Well, definitely, as Americans, <laughs> yeah. you know, nobody wants to work hard and long at anything in order to achieve something. But yeah, and, and I feel like homeschooling is one of the places that that lesson does get taught, even if we're not purposely teaching it. You know, because there are days when neither mom or the kids wants to do school, and, and uh, yeah. you wind up doing it anyway, and scratching and clawing your way to <laughs> the end of the day or Everybody's whatever. Everybody's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you do find a way to press through, and there's something just in that that's a valuable worldview lesson yeah. that I think is good. Well, and it, it's just, that's life. And when yeah. that happens, what are you going to do? You right. can't just say, okay, I quit. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm tipping my king, it's over. <laughs> I'm not playing anymore. You know, that's not realistic. Right, right. Jordan, did you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Are we've sure? been talking pretty good. Well, what else would I have? <laughs> I don't know. You or have something. anything else? Uh -huh. Well, let's see. <laughs> Mom says no. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> well, maybe I could come up with something. <laughs> Oh, let's call an end to the old podcast. But you had all the community support, and everybody was so proud of the little girl from the underside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the underside. It was interesting to see. <laughs> and, and that really does happen. It's kind of an amazing thing that in a community that's a real community, one person's success sure does seem to be important to a kind lot of people. Kind of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Mm. So, and then... Just the coach, when he's going in to see about them competing at this nicer school, and the guy's like, oh, no, we can't have your kids there. You know, they're not even in school. They don't do this. They don't qualify. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he gets them to say, okay, so what if I raise the money? Well, if you raise the money, okay, if I raise the money, we can go. He says, that's not what I, okay, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks then, for agreeing. <laughs> thank you for your commitment that if even, I do this. <laughs> even with the way that he raised yeah. the money, I mean, he raised the money by by, by playing, himself. yeah, right. he he did that for his kids, right? right. So just a it was a heartwarming a story. story. It's a good story. It probably could have been a better story. Yeah. Will we watch it again, Jordan? No. Yeah. <laughs> we won't watch it again. We probably won't watch it again. <laughs> Not even Mom will buy this movie. <laughs> no. No. Won't buy this one. If it had a superhero in it, things might be changed. 
Well, the Queen of Cutways have a superhero. That's a superhero name. Sure. All right, let's <laughs> stop this foolishness. Uh, <laughs> Only if you whistle. <laughs> 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 Not whistling. <laughs> it's never gonna happen again. You gotta, you gotta try diligence. That was a once in a lifetime thing, I think. Can't get lightning in a bottle again. <laughs> again, once maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we'll see you all. Go God bless you. you. Uh, <laughs> again, my encouragement to the creative ones among us, the artists, God has gifted you. God has filled you with His Holy Spirit so that you can reflect His glory in the artistic endeavors that He set before you. So go and attack it with fervor and diligence. All See right. how I brought that all around? Nice. All you right. do that. Yep. All right. That's why you get paid the big bucks. That's why they pay me. All right. See y'all. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.